The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network. This is Stephen Wright. You're listening to Tech Talk Radio. Yeah. That? Some along that line. Yeah, I guess that was it. <laughs> All right. This- <laughs> Let's go with it. I love it. <laughs> no, I'll say it anyway. All right, this is Stephen Wright, and you're listening to Tech Talk Radio. But, you know, I've already been saying this. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm Broadway. And I'm Justin Lemmy. We have the show that talks about computers. Technology. And the internet. And all kinds of other things. (laughs) Whatever else. We gotta come up with another Yeah, we gotta come up with another category, right? We gotta come up with three different ones. We gotta come up with when there's three of us, when there's four of us, and when there's five of us. Could talk about what we're interested in. Yeah, I would like it. And, and... <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> now, Amanda's out today. She has been working on a project all week, so uh, she sends her, oh, her who's regrets. Oh, she kidding? She's playing Minecraft. <laughs> she probably is, but she will be with us next week. Although there's a lot to talk about this week because this week, a lot of new products have been announced. A lot of us have bought stuff. I mean, it just just a lot going on. So we'll, we'll talk about that. But I, first, I got to tell you, my air conditioning went out. Oh, no, not in Tucson? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So I dealt with it. You don't have that problem in Wisconsin. Oh, man. I, I, so we dealt with it on Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday. Monday, you know, Sunday they had a guy come out, and he goes, nope, it's gone. It's gone. Compressor's gone. Oh, so no. and it's a, I'm in a rental, so it's not like I can really do anything about it. So Monday they had to call the owner. The owner wants to sell the house. We want to buy the house, but we're not ready yet. We need, like, maybe another six months. So he had to decide if he wants to throw the money in or just our lease is up in October or go ahead and just sell it out from underneath us. Mm-hmm. But he he took the good route and brand new air conditioning unit coming in tomorrow, which is great because the AC in the studio hasn't worked for a couple of years. So I'm thinking they'll fix that in the process. Yeah. So I'm pretty jazzed about that. Although Gloria was showing me if case we, we got to the point where we were going to have to buy it that they actually have air conditioning units now that work with Alexa. They're installed, and they already have that feature in them. Well, are you sure it's the actual unit or it's the the the, the thermostat? Maybe it's because, the thermostat. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's smart thermostats. I mean, I've got the Nest thermostat. I mean, there's the Honeywell thermostat. There's the Echobee thermostat. I mean, there's all kinds of, you know, smart thermostats. Sean, you were going to get uh, one of those. Did you ever get one? I have not gotten one. I was waiting to see what the price was going to be for the Wise Thermostat, which they announced pre-order start October 9th, but they haven't listed a price yet. So, so wait, I'm sorry, Wise? Yeah. Wise. I like like as in the like the Wise cam. Yeah, they yeah. announced the doorbell cam okay. and the thermostat at the same time. Okay. Hold oh, on. I like so I like that because my doorbell camera is gone. I I had a Ring Video Doorbell Pro, it just stopped working. And so the other day I took it I tried reconfiguring it. I I put that little doorbell thing inside the chime. Nothing. I can't get anything out of it. So I got to decide: Do I want to buy another ring? But Justin, no. you had you had bad luck with the ring as well, right? Yeah, I I've had a ring before, and I ne- never again. Um, the problem that I have with ring ring is it's so delayed. Uh, even if I have every port opened up, everything is 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 the way it's supposed to be. Um, somebody will ring the doorbell. First off, it takes about a second or so for them when they press the button to the point where it actually rings the doorbell inside. And then it takes a good like two or three more seconds on top of that to even ring your phone. And then when you even get the phone notification, you, you try to open up the app 
it sits there and spins for about 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. So now we're looking at around 15 to 20 seconds total time. By that point, the person's gone. Yeah, they're off the door. The ring just seems to be way too laggy for me. And once I got the Nest doorbell from Google, it was instantaneous. The moment you press it, it rings inside, it rings your phone, it's instantaneous. See, I've got the Nest uh, indoor camera, I've got the Nest outdoor camera, and I love them. Uh, yeah. The quality is great. I mean, it caught. I've caught in things like okay. So the other night, I've got to. Sh I'll share the video with you guys. Maybe I'll pop it in here in this video. But it's a. Um, it was a bird on top of the roof that flew down into into Gloria's truck, and when oh, wow. the sound of that bird thudding against the truck, thump, and knocking itself <laughs> out, bouncing off the truck onto the ground, I caught on the camera, and I I woke up and I'm looking. It's two thirty in the morning. I'm looking at it. I'm going. It's not moving, and I'm waiting. No. So finally, like 30 minutes later, I go out there, and it just starts to get up, and it's like wob wobbling around, and then <laughs> as I got closer, it flies off. But that thing knocked itself silly, but it hit with a thud. <laughs> it's good oh, stuff. Oh, my goodness. That's <laughs> but funny. I love the Nest cameras. I've been I've been happy with those. Yeah. So I've but, been thinking about the Nest Hello Door camera, but it's a 229 bucks. It's kind of pricey. It is. I mentioned this during pre-show a little bit, but I kind of want to talk about this. Wise is 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 a spectacular product. W-Y-Z-E, if anybody doesn't know about this camera. These guys, they came out with these cameras. They were super cheap. They were ma mostly made for indoors. You got you got a pan and tilt version for like 40 bucks. You got a static uh, you know, version for like $25. But they would come out with, I mean, they were 1080p, beautiful quality images and video. Um, you could have the ability to listen and talk back. I mean, you can't beat it. For the price point, you could not beat it. And then, Sean, how much is that doorbell? $29.99 plus shipping. See, now that's, See, just, okay. that's amazing. It's amazing, but here's my problem. I think that there's something else going on here. I think that there's something. I mean, come on. Too good to be true. Right. Well, now, all right. So Sean's used a wise camera and I have, I have three of them. I right. have four of them. One right, there's one right above his head. Yes. I have four of them. Oh, that's I right. Have yeah. Four wise cams. They're undercutting the competition so much that people can't, they can't refuse to not buy this. And by doing so, what are you giving away? I mean, there's gotta be something else. Now look at like, and then we'll talk about this later, but look at the app. TikTok. All right. Right. The world's most popular social media app right now. It's free. Now, people have said, well, the, you know, the president was saying, oh, Chinese are stealing your data, blah, blah, blah. And then I, I know a few other well-known tech hosts were like, well, we did a deep dive on it. And all they're really getting is your email address. And, you know, Facebook and Google and Amazon, they get a lot more data. Well, then you get a real hacker that actually deep dived into TikTok. And there is some shady stuff going on. Like what? Like what kind of stuff are they taking? Well, I mean one of the things off the top of my head that I really that this hacker was mentioning was that when you have the app for TikTok, they have the ability to remotely download a zip file to your phone and unzip it and execute the program that they download via the app. All right. So that is some shady stuff. So if they, if they say that they're a company and they have maybe some links to other companies that have apps or games, suddenly you would see a game like, so, uh, or another app that's on your smartphone that would be tied to the use of that that app that's what i'm saying it's like there's other ways yep. so then to give you more stuff um yeah so that know. my my point is is what are you getting what are you giving up by going to wise now 
granted, you may not be giving up anything. Maybe I'm just going on a wild goose chase here. I don't know, So Sean. Wise what do you think? is not a Chinese company. They are a U.S.-based company in Seattle. So they started in 2017, and they are a small startup formed by former Amazon employees. Oh, look at that. Oh, Amazon, such a much better company. I understand that yes. there's an issue with Chinese companies and softwares because China doesn't have to follow the same security rules and policies that the U.S. does, but uh, well, WISE is definitely not Chinese. Well, yeah, let me, let me double down on the whole TikTok thing. You know, the, like I said, the president was talking about how he was going to ban TikTok from mm -hmm. the United States. Right. And in the last hour, the 11th hour, Oracle... The company Oracle, a, a U.S.-based database company, came out and said, we're going to buy the U.S. version of TikTok. We're going to buy the rights to TikTok in the U.S., which stopped the president from following through on his executive order. You can still download TikTok. You can still use it. But the thing is, is um, Oracle now will control all the cloud data that TikTok stores. Previously, all that data went to a Chinese company. And they can do whatever they want with it because they don't have to answer to the FCC and the U.S. government when it comes to privacy laws. Right. They can do whatever they want with your data. Now, being that it's an American-owned company or American-owned subsidiary, they have to answer to the American government. And the same with Facebook and Google. I know people out there are like, well, TikTok might do it, but what about Facebook? What about Google? What about Amazon? YouTube sure. now is doing it. Too. YouTube. Short videos. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about stealing your data. Oh. Everybody does it, but all these companies, Amazon, Google, Facebook, YouTube, which is Google, they have to answer to the U.S. government with what they're doing with your data. I saw, I thought it was pretty funny that people were going to be taking their smartphones that had TikTok and Flappy Bird. I still have a, a phone with Flappy Bird on there. I don't yeah. even know if it works anymore, but... Um, but once and, you have it, you have it. Yeah. So And it, that was the same thing with the order is you could still have it. You just couldn't re-download it if this... this this uh, purchase didn't go through. Like, well, with what Oracle. does this do? But what does this do with Oracle? Why? Like, why would they want to invest in this? Because Are they going to have an advertising platform? Is does possibly. does TikTok have one? I mean, I have TikTok. I have the app. I don't there, know. There's sponsored content on TikTok. I, I when I'm scrolling through TikTok, there is s some sponsored content. I don't know exactly how they're making their money, but they obviously are. But I tell you, I love TikTok. I love it. I have I have I discovered it. so hated many it. fun <laughs> things. I'm not talking to you, Sean. Speak when spoken to. Okay? <laughs> joking. I'm oh joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. All right, I'm joking. so no, why did you like it? Why, why did you like it, Justin? Well, actually, let, let Sean go first. All right, why so, did you hate it? Why did you hate it, Sean? It's it just, I got, it just, it, I hate apps that I can sit and just, it, you just lose track of time. I get it. It's a time waste for a lot of people. But I, what I didn't like was Kate, Caitlin had it and I had it and it clearly was using my information that I provided, whether it was up videos I uploaded location, all that stuff, because Caitlin's profile and my profile were 100% different content. Right. Yeah, of course. I got mudding trucks, women, beer, Republican <laughs> presidential candidates, you name it. Right. Caitlin got, opera singers fashion all the things that she's into you could clearly tell that it sure it, it that's their whole algorithm that's what makes them what they are 
I understand that, but I just found that I just it didn't care. I didn't care for the content I was being delivered. Right. Okay. I well, swear, then reset reset your data. Hypocritical uh, pivot from Justin in one breath, going from "Do you realize how shady this is?" to "I love it." You are the epitome <laughs> of what you're giving up. You do realize. Wait, that, hold right? on. <laughs> hold on. No, it, it makes I'm, you I'll wonder. Be honest. No, it does. I mean, it's it's addicting. And that's why that's why they're so successful. I did fall. Down, I, I fell down the rabbit hole uh, on TikTok looking at videos one night. Yeah, and you know, I did. It's just like, well, there's one I mean, after another. I, I didn't even. I did, I told my kids. I even told my grown kids, like, do not download it. And and then they'd send me a TikTok. I'm like, take it off your phone. Like, I'm gonna ground you. <laughs> they said, sure, Dad. Um, oh. That's how much I've hated it since it came out. Right now, what you, what about the other ones uh, that they do similar? Now Instagram is doing reels. YouTube is talking about doing um, a short little 15-minute uh, minute 15 clips. 15-second. 15-second clips, yeah. And then Microsoft's been doing the same thing as well. Um, I mean, I, I don't think it's It's all the attention right. span people have these days. That's right. That's basically, that's, that's, that's what, well, 15 seconds, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think a minute. I think people, people won't sit and watch a 15-second ad. Okay. It's gonna let them, they're not going to watch as a five-minute video. Mm-hmm. As I've said. Watch the Orville season one, episode seven. Orville, season one, Orville. season Orville's one, a great show. Seven, yes, yeah. But no, I mean, episode seven. I'll be honest. Yes, I mean, I used to like, I used to love watching YouTube because at night, because I could watch videos that were like four, five, maybe six minutes long, and I could just, I could hold my attention span during that time and just go from one video to another. Nowadays, even just a year, only a year has gone by since I was able to do that. Now every video is. 30, 40, 50 minutes long. I'm like, I don't have the time to yeah. dedicate that much time to watch one YouTube video. Well, like, I, I want to see um, these short clips. The same goes for podcasters. Now, there's some right, podcasters right, out right. there that do a, yeah. a great job at what they do. Uh, I listen to a lot of them out there. Uh, I really love Box Office QBs and Paul and yeah, Griff. They're, they're they do great. Super, but yeah, they're super short. Right? There are some. Well, not super short. I mean, there are some that are now they started off doing 20 minutes and then you'd find them doing 30 and then 40 is seems to be like a, a sweet spot so they could cover everything they want to do. But there are some podcasters I've seen out there two hours doing a two hour podcast. And I just, I, I guess the point where I just, I can't, you know, I can't listen to the whole thing. But I mean, those guys are, those guys are free flowing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, with that being said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's tonight's show. Thank you so much for joining (laughs) us. Have a great evening. No, I'm just joking. Um, the, a- Andrew Schultz, the comedian, he's a fairly young comedian. Sure. Him and Charlemagne the God, who's uh, of course yep. on the Breakfast Club um, as a radio person, Sirius XM, right? They have a, yeah they they have a they have their own little um, uh, brilliant idiots. I think it's called. Um, they do a podcast together, and then Andrew Schultz does his own comedy bits, and he actually talked about his success started ramping up even greater when he started taking his half hour sets that he was doing at comedy clubs or his 20 minute sets and actually condensing it and using those five and 10 minute sets and just banging them out there. Mm -hmm. And he says he'd get more traction. And now his podcast, he he does an individual one where he literally spends 10 minutes and and talks about it all. He'll do these 10 minute pops and and his influence base. I've watched him and he is literally going through the roof right now because of this concept. And I mean, I think if you're smart, this is the way to go. If you're going to do any of this stuff. Well, we've had, we've had comments because, uh, you know, people know that we, we actually record video because we're all in the remote locations of the show. And 
uh, what we've done instead of taking the whole show, which we are are planning on doing something. I'll tell you about that coming up in a little bit. Taking the whole show and put it online. We just put the funniest clips. We put the clips that we had a good time in, that maybe there was some good info. I think the longest clip we've ever posted is about four minutes. But most of them, a minute and a half, two minutes of just the silliness that the show is. And people tend to like those, and they watch those more than watching Mm -hmm. us sitting here talking about this. If they want to listen, they can listen to the radio or listen to the podcast that's posted later and enjoy it. But maybe get something quick. It's a good way to introduce people to your show, what you're all about. Yeah. And I think you know nobody cares, right? They really don't care about us. They just want to see us mess up. (laughs) Of course. That's why we have you on the show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, I'm about to say, that is my job. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. I'm the token troublemaker. No, so so we were talking about uh, the uh, wise doorbell camera. So if it's started by some guys at Amazon, though, the big question is why are they doing it so cheap? When even if they char- even if they charged a hundred dollars, they'd still be able to because get the product they're getting is directly from China. Yeah, exactly. So even though they're, they're an American re- company, they're just selling the. the- All right. I've used this analogy before. You remember when I told you guys about my deer hunting cameras and they're like two to three hundred dollars a pop for the mm-hmm. real nice ones? Yet I found on Alibaba the exact same camera with the exact same specs and everything, just not branded. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, it was the exact same. And it was if I was willing to buy a, a container load full, I could get them down to thirty, uh, twenty-five to thirty dollars a piece. Oh wow! Yep. All right. Well, obviously. So if if you want to make a, if you want to make a thirty to you know if you want to make a thirty thousand dollar investment, you could then turn it around for. 300, you know, well, that's, that's, just, that's just, that's just basic economics. <laughs> and that's what, why is, that's what they're doing. They're the marketing and sales and management arm of a product they're pulling from China. I do like I, their I'm products sure though, but I, and again, so, the price is very appealing to me, but so, so really the question is, is the firmware that they're using to program these devices, is that firmware American made or is it Chinese made? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. because that's where the question comes into play is, what kind of information are they taking from, from, from users? And how secure are these cameras? Because, again, we live in the age of the Internet of Things, IoT. There's just so many devices out there that have all these, these flaws and these holes that allow people to hack into your home and watch these cameras of you and your family. You know, it's like, so, so and, and I, I got to do applaud wise. Because almost every single time I open up the Wise app, I'm getting a notification saying there's a firmware update, which is great mm-hmm. because they're keeping on top of the security flaws. I give them that. But I just, there's something about it. I just, no, I don't know. No, but that's in every product we use now. I mean, come on, think about it. Well, every I product mean, is IoT. Yeah, sure. Nest, uh, the Alexa devices, Siri even. You know, I mean, every product we have, we've heard of these breaches where somebody is talking to you on their on your your monitor, even baby monitors yeah. that are connected, you know, via via a, a Bluetooth or wireless, or you know, even those we hear about it all the time. Yep. So we can live like we're in the old west and not have this technology, or we could go ahead and say, all right, I'm going to adapt to it and adapt to one with the, you know, the best uh, the best quality, and of course, sure. But just because you're paying two hundred ninety nine dollars for it doesn't mean it's more secure than something you're paying $40 for from ways. It could also be the exact opposite. The, the cheaper one is the more secure one. Yeah. I mean, who knows, you know, if, if it was started by guys from, from Amazon with a passion, then uh, there's something there. there now, there speaking of that now, my, well, now, so Broadway recently bought himself a cam, a, a, a microphone and the microphone came from China. 
Were they recording his voice separately? Why would anybody <laughs> want to do that? <laughs> Like, well, I'm just being honest. You're brutal. That's what I'm saying. That, no, that's exactly <laughs> what See, I'm he agrees yeah, with me. Yeah. Actually, you got yourself a, a new rig, and I want our listeners who are, have been thinking about podcasting to hear about what you ended up getting. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Yeah, I ended up grabbing an Aston Stealth. It is a uh, dynamic cardioid mic. Basically, I was real dead set on getting a Shure SM7B. You guys remember? Because I always yep. like to reach up and grab and move this. I saw a, a review of this mic against the Shure and the sound quality. The guy ran through probably 30 different tests because this mic has a built-in built uh, cloud lifter or fed head. If you buy any of these other mics, you need to have one of those game boosters. This has one that's built in. So this mic has four different settings, and I can give you guys an example. This is All the right. one I use most of the time. All right. It's called V1. This is V2. Whoa. This is a different setting. This is G mode or guitar mode. So in case I'm doing some strings, this is dark mode. Okay, this yeah. mode is supposed to be flat but rich and deep in tone. Where's the very white back mode? To... <laughs> I think that was the dark mode. Justin. Oh, gosh, stop. Yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank, thank God that was over-modulated. Why did you even bring it up, Justin? Yeah. The price on this versus the one that you bought from a company on, right. on Amazon from China, what was that? Okay, so the one I bought was uh, $49 or 30, $39 with the boom and everything. Wow. And, I mean, it sounded okay. I mean, if you just want to get started, there's a lot of mics that you can get in the $20 and $30 range that now that I'm educated on them, I would have grabbed like a Shure 58 uh, or even yeah. a lower model like a – Right. You know, one of the ones that you can get for like 30 or 40 bucks. You could put a nice comb or a, a, a good pop filter on it and you should be good to go. This mic cost me 379 but the Shure SM7B was going to be 399 Plus, mm -hmm. you still would have had to have bought a uh, an audio interface. Right. And you also still have to buy the cloud lifter or the fed head. So um, I, I basically paid 379 for the mic and I bought myself a Focusrite Solo. Um, Scarlet Box. Scarlet That's what they're box, called. Yeah. You. Yeah. The solo Scarlet. Right. And I, I think I paid 108 mm -hmm. or something. Like That's that. really good. That's a good. So, that, so you didn't go with a traditional mixer. You just went with a, an audio interface to. So you plug XLR into that and then it connects via uh, USB. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's, I mean, the one I wanted was the SI2, which is the most popular one they have right now on the Focusrite product series because it allows you to have two XLR inputs. This still has multiple inputs, but it, it, it has one that's a 3.5, or I'm sorry, a, a regular. Um, uh, Y'all have to help me here. I forgot the name of the. I have a jack in it right now that makes it a 3.5. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's a regular stereo headset plug. Quarter you know inch, I mean? yeah. And it has, oh, yeah, quarter, yeah. Yeah, quarter inch. And it also has the. Um, thank you. It also has a monitor jack. So, I mean, product wise, I think I'm, I'm literally not at the lickable distance, which in radio we were told to be right up on the mic. I'm literally a foot away from this mic, and this is how I'm sounding. That sounds good. Hand. Yeah, sounds really good. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Now, when it comes to uh, new products as well, uh, Sean got himself something new. Mm -hmm. He's pretty proud of it, and I got to say, it looks pretty awesome. If you look at the camera right now, you're going to see exactly what Sean picked up. Tell us about the, this. The Nikon D850. They're... Basically, they're a professional consumer level uh, DSLR. Wow! It's the they have their flagship line, which is wait, like hold the on. D5. You said professional consumer level. 
That isn't. Yeah. So, the, so they have a flagship line, which is like their 100% professional level. Okay. Then, then they have a next tier, which they call their certified consumer professional or whatever they call it. I'd have to look it up specifically what they call it. But then, then they have an entry level consumer, and then they have their point and shoots that are like, oh, okay. Just you, your soccer mom or you know your grandparents that want to just pick up a camera and point and click. Right. Right. Um. So this is the B tier of Nikon cameras. Uh, and it's it's been out. I think they announced it earlier this year, so it's it's relatively new. But it uh, the camera that I was using was the Nikon D seven thousand, which was one of their early DSLRs, one of the early digital DSLRs mm-hmm. uh, that I bought back in two thousand ten. Uh, so I've had that camera for nine and a half, ten years, and. So to give you an idea of the quality difference, so for one, it's a sm- the D7000 has a smaller sensor, which Nikon calls their DX is, sensor size. Is, is this the mirrorless ones? No, these are not, this is not a mirrorless. This okay. is still a single lens reflex camera, so it's got the optical viewfinder, so, which okay. is very appealing to me as a photographer. Um, so the, the D850 has what they call their full-frame sensor or their FX sensor. Um, which is a full, a full frame 35 millimeter sensor instead of a crop, what they call a crop sensor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the benefits of that obviously is a larger real estate, more pixels or larger pixels. So I went from 16.4 megapixels to 47.5 megapixels. Oh, wow. Whoa. Wow. Amazing. That's quite a jump. Yeah. So I'm really excited to get it out. I really haven't had a chance or an opportunity to go shoot it just because I've been doing so much with NBC this past couple weeks with the football game and all that stuff. Uh, I haven't had a chance to actually go out and shoot with it yet, but I'm really, really excited. Um, a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine and I are planning a shoot off. Oh, fun. Which, because he just bought um, Canon's new fl- mirrorless flagship, the R5. Ooh. Um, no, so no, I'm sorry. When you say do... flagship, you're talking about that's the professional one. Yeah. So yeah. Right, right now, Top most of, of the camera companies have two flagship cameras, right? They have their flagship DSLR. For those of you who don't know what DSLR is, DSLR stands for digital single lens reflex. So when I look through the viewfinder, I'm looking through a lens, a mirror that shoots out the optical portion of the lens. So you're seeing what the lens sees. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mirrorless takes away that that mirror and that reflection that the reflex. So you're no longer seeing an optical version, you're seeing a processed version of the sensor in the electronic viewfinder. Oh, okay. Now, what that does is it reduces size, reduces weight, reduces uh basically yeah, form form factor is a lot smaller and it's lighter, it's more convenient. Um the, the benefits really are just you smaller form factor, but the reason I like the DSLRs is because when you look through the optical viewfinder, you're seeing truly what the lens sees and not oh, that's a, cool. a, not a post-rendered version of what the sensor sees. Nice. Um, so, yeah, like I said, both both companies have their flagship DSLR, and then they have their flagship mirrorless. So Nikon's is the Z6, right? That's their flagship mirrorless right now. I don't know what the specs are on that. But my buddy, who has been a huge Canon shooter his whole life, has pre-purchased or pre-ordered the R5 mm-hmm. uh, mirrorless. So we're going to have a shoot-off. Which, and... which uh, friend is this? 
is my friend Steve. Uh, he's been a, a long. I know, I know Steve. Yeah, he's been a friend of mine since college. Justin's, we've played games with him online, online and stuff. But he and I both do a lot of astrophotography, a lot of nighttime stuff. Um, so he's really excited to get it mounted to his 12-inch telescope and uh, do some some sweet uh, nighttime stuff. You know, Adobe um, did a, a thing for a while. The photo, I'm sure they still are going to be doing it, but the Photoshop walk. And what it was basically was an opportunity, and this is before Photoshop, what you would before you would use it to just go for a walk and take photos. And they would do it in select cities. Uh, they did it here in Tucson. And um, I remember I participated in it, and Gloria came along as well. And we just walked around and took photos and just took some great photos. And it was just a lot of fun because you're people with the same likes. I hope that if they do a Photoshop walk uh, where you're at, I hope that you participate in that because that would be cool to see the photos you're going to come up with there. I would love to do something like that. But definitely as soon as I get to go out, um, I, I like I said, we're planning a trip soon, relatively soon, to get out and do some shooting um, just to get some – just to do some comp comparisons because I'd like to do yeah. side by side – with him and his R5, but also side-by-side side with my D7000. Were you able to lose, use any of the lenses from your previous Nikon? Uh, yeah, so the so the one lens that I do have that I'm really excited that I get to continue to use is my Roken, the Rokinen 14mm Prime, right. which, is which is designed for a full-frame sensor. So on my... So the way the crop sensor works is the way the, the focal length of the lens hits the sensor. On a full-frame camera a crop lens will not fill the entire sensor with the image. You will oh, see cool. black around the edges. That's just the way, if you, you know, like a pinhole camera, it only fills up so much space. Right. Um, so this actually on my D7000, a 14 millimeter actually treats it like a 28 millimeter because of the crop. Oh, wow. Mm, wow. So I like on it. my full, on my full frame, I will get the full 14 millimeter range on my crop sensor. I get 28. It, it acts, it treats it as a 28 millimeter because hmm. of the, the sensor size difference and the amount of image you're actually getting from the lens. You must have an incredible sense of restraint because I'm sorry, if I got something like that, I'd be out there with that thing right away. I'd be taking, uh, you know, taking every I picture it, I could. You know, if I didn't have to do a national, nationally broadcasted football game yeah. last Saturday, I would have gone out and shot. Yeah. But last week I literally spent over 80 hours of work time on a nationally broadcasted football game. So <laughs> I can, I can understand that then. Yeah. All right. We got to take so. a quick break. Actually, we come back. We mentioned Adobe. Uh, they've got something really cool. That's part of Photoshop. I got to tell you about it. Uh, if you are a photographer, whether you're an amateur photographer or you're in the pro, pro photography line, you're going to want to take a look at this. It's just one of those tools similar to what you might find in Lightroom, but I'll tell you about that coming up. Find us on the web at techtalkradio.com. We'll be right back. Now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm Broadway. And I'm Justin. And I'm Andy Taylor. So um, so I'm wondering, we were talking about cameras and uh, your new Nikon, which is amazing. Give us that model number again. So if others just want to look it up. The, the D as in Delta, 850. D850. D850. All right. Um, have you ever been to a Photoshop World Conference? Uh, I have not. Okay, so... Photoshop World, it happens twice a year, um, Boston and Las Vegas, put on by Scott Kelby. Scott, a friend of the show, has been on a couple of times. Great photographer. He's the guy who wrote the first book on digital photography. Well, Photoshop itself uh, has added a brand new feature. Now, do you do any post work when you're 
When you go out with your photos, do you do anything? Uh, so I only use Light Lightroom. Mm -hmm. So Adobe Lightroom. Um, and I don't do any other editing besides basic tonal corrections, color color correct, some minor color correcting. I don't try to do. I do some minor spot removal, but I don't do any other um, major post-processing of my images right I'm, uh, broadway have you ever used photoshop yeah as little as possible yeah you don't like it it's i'm not a graphics guy you know that i'm it's too i'm like i'm, I'm messing with something right now trying to figure out how to ugh. you've come along pretty good using your green screens and stuff uh, 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 <laughs> yeah. how about um, you justin have yeah, you have i'm you using used... gimp gimp by the way oh uh, gimp's good too uh justin how about you uh, I've used Photoshop in the past, but uh, yeah, just like John, I'm I'm using uh, GIMP right now because I don't want to have to pay for Photoshop, and I'm not going to steal it, so I'm just going to use GIMP, the free free alternative. Yeah, um, if you want to use Photoshop, they have different plans available with the show uh, Photoshop CC. It's a cloud based program. You you download the program, you use it, but you know it's a it's a membership type of thing, and you could subscribe. I just finally pulled the trigger. And I've been starting to go through our website because I was using uh, Dreamweaver 5.5 and I was having all kinds of problems. It was crashing, being slow. So I went ahead and said, well, why don't I try this trial of uh, Dreamweaver CC, the new one. And I can't They're believe... still making Dreamweaver? Yeah. I can't believe how much different it is, how much faster it is, oh, how wow. much easier it is to use. I mean, seriously, when I want to upload a file, it also uploads faster. So I'm... I made the, the switch for that, and I'm probably going to do the same with this new Photoshop. Um, so Photoshop has added this uh, new feature. It's called Sky Replacement. And what it does is say say you go out, uh, Justin or Sean or John, you take a picture of, the, of somebody in the background, you get the sky. But the sky ends up looking a little like, yeah, And it just says, yeah, gray, yeah, nothing. But you want to make it a little pop a little. Uh, well, now, using this sky replacement tool, you'll be able to change the background to pre-done backgrounds of skies and sunrises, sunsets, uh, more rain clouds, dark clouds, uh, or even create your own and have those be input as backgrounds. And it does the clipping and everything automatically. And it's, it's, So I just looked up ahead. I just typed it in to, to see what it was all about. And the, the, the number one headline speaks volumes to me and says, Photoshop Sky Tool is the perfect way to fake a perfect sunset. <laughs> perfect. Exactly. And I've gotten some great sunsets before, but now I can put my sunsets in every picture I want. There you go. <laughs> That's what it is. It's all trickery. As, as a photographer, and this is kind of my own mantra, as if you will, I really have, I've, I started shooting analog back in the day. Um, when I was in high school, I shot ton, tons and tons of analog with a, a Minolta X35, and I love it. I loved shooting. I loved developing developing my own photos, and I loved just shooting and trusting the trusting the camera to expose it, and trusting the sensors on the camera and the light sensor and the light meter. And I just kind of stuck with that. I've never shot to edit. I've shot to print, right? Mm -hmm. I've, I've always wanted to get the best quality image right away with the shutter, mm -hmm. rather than just shooting away and blowing thousands of frames coming in and then editing down mediocre photos to something that's really great. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I do very minimal editing. I can't say I don't do any cause that would, that would not be true. Um, and I have played with Photoshop in the past and tried to get rid of light posts or signs or trees or yeah. acne or whatever, but I'm not good. I'm not good at it. 
I, I, I am just not good with those types of software. So sure. I, I really try to shoot in the camera for an, an end result. Well, if you want to see this in action, you want to see how this works. And a lot of photographers, Sean, they feel a lot, a lot like you do. And there's too many people that will say, I'll fix it in the mix or fix it in the edit. Um, where, you know, get a strike, get a, go out and strive to take the best picture possible. And if you got to do some adjustments, then that's good. I've actually taken a lot of joy in getting photos from people that have been damaged. And we've done that. We did this once before on the air where if you had a damaged photo, I'd say, send it to me and I would take it and I would, I would fix it. And I've done pictures that were creased across the face and was able to rebuild those photos using Photoshop and using techniques that are part of it. Cause I do enjoy using it. But there is a, a free Max Creativity Conference. Now, normally you would pay uh, quite a bit of money to go to these uh, conferences. It's going to be happening October 20th through the 22nd, where you'll be able to attend virtually for free and learn about the features that are a part of Photoshop, Lightroom, uh, which is, a, I don't know, some people say Lightroom's better than Photoshop. Other people say, you know, vice versa. But it gives you a chance to do that. And if you go to Adobe Photoshop's YouTube page, you'll be able to see the sky replacement feature uh, being used there. It's nice. It's actually pretty cool. All right. One of the other big things that happened this week uh, is Microsoft went ahead and started the pre-sale seven weeks in advance for the Microsoft Xbox consoles. And there's mm -hmm. two of them. Series. Yep, and there, there was like some big problems this week. Um, the the yeah. big problems is an understatement. It was a dumpster fire for Microsoft. They had issues with product being unavailable very quickly showing up on eBay pre-sales showing up on eBay sales were the Nvidia so sale yeah and yeah Nvidia with the new RTX 3000 series uh these sales would they would go on sale uh and I'm talking about you know uh not Xbox because they just are going to do this but uh PlayStation and the Nvidia RTX 3000 series they would go on sale and they would be sold out within 5 seconds and it, what it was it was a bunch of bots that were buying up all of the products and then they turn around and at least in Nvidia's case, I don't necessarily know about the PlayStation case yet, but with Nvidia, they would turn around and sell these cards that they would buy for six ninety nine. They would turn around and sell them for $1,500 on eBay. Mm -hmm. So they're making, you know, twice the profit and Nvidia didn't do anything about it. Everywhere was sold out and Nvidia came out later and said, okay, um, yeah, we're going to put some more out there. And we're going to try to stop the bots, which they're never going to be able to do. So, yeah. do you remember? You remember when those little mini Nintendos came out? The, oh my gosh! Well, it, that wasn't bots; that was just people just buying those left and right. But yeah. that's what they were doing. They were buying them with the purpose of going online and selling them. Oh yeah, yeah. And true. they would resell them. You, you could that's buy them why with, I went to a Best Buy when those came out and stood in line. Right, and you got it for Best what? Buy Fifty said, bucks. Best Buy. Best Buy said we're going to have some available on this day, and we open at six a.m. or seven a.m. Right. And so I went at one in the morning or something, and this was in the middle of January in Michigan. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, five degrees above zero. You know what and I, I did? stood in line because I wanted one because it's my childhood. First round of any type of pre-order of an amazing piece of technology is going to be sold out instantly. You got to wait for rounds like three or four before you're actually going to have a, a good shot at getting it. Right. And again, I don't really care. I'll wait till November or even December to buy if I can. Yeah. But I'm I'm just going to get the S. I don't need the X. Now Broadway is is definitely PlayStation man. Do you um, think over here? Uh, now, <laughs> why why do you like that over over the Xbox? Because an Xbox to me is just a PC. I mean it. It's exactly. Built on the Microsoft. 
I mean, there's no reason in having a console if you're going to have a PC, and that's where, I mean, I could look at the at the at the PC world and say, okay, why are okay. you guys trying to build to where you work across all the other consoles? If I have an Xbox and I have a game on my Xbox and I have a PC, I can play that same game on both platforms, regardless. If I have a PlayStation, I can't play my PlayStation game on my PC. So if I want to sit and have a computer with a keyboard mouse interface, I can do that. If I choose to go and play it on my controller, I can do that. With PlayStation, you don't have that luxury. Well, you know, I kind of wondered about this because um, I have an Xbox uh, now, right? The one, Xbox, the Xbox one. one, yeah. And uh, I play. I pay for the live gold, which is ten bucks a month. You guys have been telling me just upgrade, pay fourteen dollars a month, and I can go ahead and get the the pass, the all access pass. And for $4 more a month, but I have access to games. My question is, I don't like to play games on my console. So I like to play games on the PC. Yeah, and all those games will be on the PC. So I will be able to play those on the PC. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, Xbox is literally built into Windows 10. You can look, and there's an Xbox app on the Windows 10 platform. But is it streaming that game off my Xbox? No. No. Okay. You can download it. Well, you can do streaming from your Xbox, or you can just straight up download it to your PC. And played off of that. So yeah, because I was either. I was, that's how I'm going to try Flight Sim. Because I haven't yeah. tried it yet. So I figured. Oh, out. that Flight Sim. Oh my gosh. Oh, don't even get me started. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. All right, we can take a quick break. Now, when we come back, we have got the people from At Games going to be talking to us. They make a controller that you could connect directly to the HDMI port on your television, or if you want to go all out, you can get a full standing arcade. And it's not just one game, not two, not three, not four, three hundred games. Woo! available some of them you know some of them you may not have heard of but either way it's a fun experience you're going to be able to and it's connected to the net so you're going to be able to challenge your friends which i think is pretty cool i like that feature so either way we're going to talk to them when we come back and then after that we're going to have a website of the week or a product of the week or a gadget of the week we'll be sharing what it is coming up i'm andy taylor i'm sean DeBeard. i'm broadway and i'm justin find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash tech talkers we'll be right back and now Back to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor, and uh, we're happy to to hear the news that uh, Ad Games has got something really big coming along the way. And Director of Digital Marketing Josh Mortensen is with us on the line. Josh, thanks for coming on Tech Talk Radio. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. You know, uh, with you know more and more people now at home, they're looking for all kinds of entertainment. Console news is big. But, you know, a lot of people like, you know, my age and uh, even a few years younger, <laughs> young whippersnappers, they like the arcade experience. I mean, in the 80s, I remember going to the Boynton Park Mall while I was waiting for my girlfriend to get off work at Penny's. And I would go in this arcade and I would drop so, like my whole paycheck in quarters yeah. in these machines. <laughs> and, you, you know, there's something fun about an arcade that's so different than what the kids experience with uh, with a console uh, at games, I know it's been around a long time, and you've been developing a way to experience some of that with uh, devices that were really basically joysticks plugged into TVs. Yeah, I mean that, that's where that's where our that's that, those were our roots, right? Starting in two thousand and one, and I mean, and the product line that we are are launching, releasing now, really is sort of the logical extension of of that product line, right? Where you could plug in and play Genesis games, or you know, some of your old your early console games and things like that. But we could really see that the, the direction for us was to to do this, which is our flagship product, which is the uh, Arcades Legend Ultra. 
Ultimate, which is a full-size arcade machine. I mean, like really just like the ones that you went and popped quarters into. Uh, but in I don't the, have to like, put any quarters in, right, to play. I mean, <laughs> no, 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 no. This one, no, no. You uh, you just plug this one in. It's got 300 titles uh, installed when you get the machine. Wow. We're licensing. We're bringing new stuff in all the time. But you know, you've got Space Invaders, Burger Time, Missile Command, Centipede, Asteroids. You know, all the all the ones that you know and love. And then some 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 cool ones too, which are maybe say a little more sleepers. Like one of my favorite one I've been playing recently is called Crystal Castles, where you oh it's I remember. Like, that yeah, yeah. 3D game. yeah and you move a bear through mazes it's pretty it's uh pretty fun right i mean there's some some great stuff there um and and it really is that it is that experience that some of us had as uh when we were younger oh yeah arcade. there too riding my dirt bike down there uh, <laughs> well josh now, now i'm wondering like is this was this ad game started by gamers i mean were these were these people that really loved like the idea yeah. of playing a game yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and and to this day, I mean, everybody, I mean, our from our from our founder to to the CS team to the, the dev team, I mean, everybody just lives and breathes games. So, I mean, we're engineering and and a games company from the ground up. You know, so. it's it's cool because I know during the holidays, uh, I'd go, you know, beyond the the store shelves, and you see at games, and they've got the Atari controller, or you know, or or any the 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 replica, so you can play this game and play that game. And it just makes a perfect gift because it's not priced that that high, and you would get the, fa the your favorite game, maybe two or three of them as well, which made it yeah. a lot of fun. So, like you said, a, a natural step for at games. What was probably the the toughest part for at games when they they were getting a start in the early days? It was just sort of trying to figure out that what was the best thing to package, you know, package something with a a joystick that someone knew. What was you know what was the branding and what was the correct mix of titles and IP that you could have. Uh, for the games and then as we evolved to this one i mean i think the biggest the biggest challenge here was actually we want to send something full size what does that look like we don't want it to be a pain to set up we want it to be simple yeah. other things do we update for the modern you know the modern gamer do we do the 16 by 9 ratio on the screen rather than the old that that old tv ratio which aspect yeah. ratio which we're familiar with right so it's just trying to get just making sure we got all those things packaged and put together correctly and i think we really have done that with the arcade you really stepped it up too in the delivery of an arcade stand-up you know we've seen some uh, some arcade stand-ups in the past where you get maybe two or three games that they've licensed that you're able to play i know putting them together was pretty good but that you know once you got it hooked up that was about it you've not only included an, an entire menagerie of of some titles but also made it easy to connect and it has the ability to connect to the network and uh, i think to me that's like that's something we want we want to be able to share our scores and you're doing this with like what a leaderboard type activity i think that's the thing too that was, was the the other step we've made is to just bring bring arcade gaming in to fully into the 21st century so all the machines all of our new machines are internet enabled uh, which means that you, you can do leaderboards you can play against your friends voice chat so you can chat while you're you know both of you are playing especially with some of our pinball games that are coming out you'll be able to do that retro games but with the modern everything you want from a normal platform well you, you look at a game like missile command and I, got, I dropped so many quarters on that now that is a little different than a standard you know game you go in like street fighter you've got a joystick and a button and all that uh, Miss Command was a more of a trackball type experience. Um, are you able to integrate that into the stand-up? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, tr the so the stand-up comes with 
you know, two joysticks, six buttons, right? So you, you can, you know, so you can actually at home play two player, but there's a spinner. So you can play games like Tempest or Tron and there's the trackball. And I'm glad you mentioned that too, because the first time I pulled it out, my daughter looked at it. She's like, what do you do with that thing? I'm like, oh, check this out, right? She played Centipede for like 90 minutes. Was- oh man, the Centipede, I forgot about that one. That was that yeah. was always a yeah. blast to play. Yeah, and that was a trackball. Josh, for you, that's a great experience too. When, you know, when our kids can try stuff out that is that is geared to even us adults and they enjoy it, that's a good sign. Yeah, was, I mean, absolutely. She was amazed by it. She's like, wow, some of these games are really hard, right? I'm like, yeah. She was just having a blast. And I explained to her, you know, this is this is how this is how video games were before that. In the licensing TV. that uh, At Games has been able to accomplish, we're getting some of those those memorable titles. Some of those titles for those arcade standards that would show up and you go, okay, I don't know what that is, but I've been playing this, this one over here for years. Is this something that we can see, and especially with being connected, with the addition of more titles or... The changing out of titles is that something yeah. we could see? Yeah, you could you could see that you know new titles and, and a capability that this machine also has is to play to some some of the newer titles. We have a service called Arcade Net and another one called Bring Your Own Game, um, which are part of the console, which allow you to stream things like oh, I, wow. think, I think yeah right. So you could so you could play some of the PC games, some of the games you're you already you may have that are from the 21st century. <laughs> you can yep. play right on your machine as well. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty good. Now, how much space? Does it take up a lot of space? I mean, is it? Yeah. The, the Legends Ultimate is it's a full-size arcade machine. So you do need to make a sort of a commitment for uh, for real estate in your house. But right. that's why that's why we, we, we realized that we made it. So we, we, we've got a whole Legends Arcade family, right? So we have the product that we're about to be, that's about to hit the shelves now in the U.S. is uh, what we call the Gamer Pro which is essentially the joysticks, the buttons, the trackball, everything. But you would use that with your own television or whatever device. You can wow. plug it into a projector if you wanted. <laughs> so, right? somebody so has a, somebody has a 75-inch or an 85-inch yeah. behemoth, they're going to – that's right in front of them. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. I mean, that's that's the one I use the most right now is that unit. It's just plugged into my television, and it's it's great. And now that is, like you said, a little less real estate. Also, you're going to find a little difference in the budget when it comes to the pricing of these. And yeah. are we going to see these stand-ups in, re, uh, in possibly a retail? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the stand-ups are actually already, you can get them right now at Sam's Club. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're available in where all 44 states where Sam's Club has a location. And they'll be coming, they'll be hitting the shelves more and more retailers here in October. So you'll have the stand, the full size stand up plus this one I just described, which is the basically the, the the same the same arcade experience, but you bring you bring your own TV. Now, so our listeners understand if they don't have, and I know we do have listeners right now that are listening that maybe don't have internet, and they tune into the radio and the television for their entertainment. If they don't have the internet, they can still use the the arc, full arcade or even the 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 gamer pro to to get their entertainment. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. The games that it the, the games that it come with are are included in the unit in itself, so you don't need internet connectivity to to have fun with it. It, it does exactly what it's supposed to now, right out of the box. How would for the gamer pro? How does that connect to the big TV? Would it be like an HDMI connection or is USB? HDMI. For our listeners, want to get more information about this. Really, the best thing to do is jump online. Your website not only gives the uh, listeners a chance to kind of get the entire game list, but they can yeah. also, while they're there, check out some of the different titles that are available. Even the portable ones that, like I said, can make great gifts 
uh, yeah. because they're, they're not that expensive and they're a lot of fun to play. Exactly. Though, no, and and we've got stay tuned because we've got some units that are even coming a little bit further down the down the down the down the price the price level right. uh, as as we get further into the holiday season. So we Ooh. should have something to hit every budget. I've got friends that have done the full arcade. You know, in their their basement, they've taken and they've just lined them up, and they have arcade nights. You know, and yeah. we've seen we've got yeah. a we've got an arcade here called Cobra Arcade, and they've been doing the same thing. And so now people can have this experience and invite friends, close friends, or or family over to enjoy it. Yeah, both the games you can get out now. Two of you can play at the same time too. So you bring your grandparents over, bring your nieces and nephews over, and everybody can play at the same time on that one. Josh, um, let so, me ask you, Josh, did you ever think you'd be director of digital marketing for a Company that involves playing games? <laughs> I mean, really? No, 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 I, I, no, I didn't. I mean, this is, and this has been a great opportunity because it's, it's just, a, it's such a fantastic product. Being able to go out and, uh, and, and present like something that that's still awesome and still part of my childhood. Yeah. really, it's been really an experience. That is awesome. I love that. Uh, and we, nothing but great things we've heard about at games as well. Now, if our listeners want to get more info, they want to see. See the the standups. Go go to Sam's Club. You could see them there, uh, or even yeah. take a look at your website. Uh, what's the uh, website address? The uh, the website is at games at games all one word dot net slash arcades. Great stuff. And I, yeah, and I recommend checking Sam's website before you go because they're selling out all the time quickly. We keep them in stock as fast as we can. Just make sure that they're there. <laughs> I love it. What a great idea! Again, Josh Mortensen. Thank you so much for coming on Tech Talk Radio. We'll look forward to talking to you again in the future. Thank you very much. Thanks for the opportunity. Now, if you get one of these units, we definitely want to get your photos. Uh, feel free to email those to us at techguys at techtalkradio.com. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more of Tech Talk Radio with the rest of the guys. That's coming up. And now, back to Tech Talk Radio. iOS 14 has uh, been released. And I, you know, I went on the air. I was telling people, don't update it yet because they didn't let the developers know. People that are developing apps, they just said, okay, we're putting out iOS 14. It'll be out tomorrow. And uh, I was telling people, you might want to hold off before doing it because, you know, developers have to get their their programs to work with the app. And what does Mr. Brainiac do? I go ahead and download it anyways. Uh, so I ran it. Uh, one of the features I want to tell you about real quick is, and for those that are using uh, Apple devices, iOS 14 on your smartphones, if you can run that, is a translate feature. And so, uh, you know, I know there's third-party programs, but now they have built in within the iOS interface uh, for you to go ahead and very easily enter text, and, or you can say what you want, and it will repeat what you uh, what you want it to say. So if you're in a situation and you will need to do a quick translation, like I could say here, hi, my name is Justin, and I'm a part of Tech Talk Radio. And then you could put it up, and it would sound like this. Hola. Just by wow. by talking in, wow. so they built that in. It's not like and the different languages it can do are German, uh, Chinese, Arabic, French, Italian, Japanese, Korean, Portuguese. Oh, all... hold on, I want to hear it in Japanese. Okay, you want to hear it wait, in Japanese? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Okay, that, that actually is correct. But that but that's how fast, I mean, it works. Well, so it's one of those features that are a part, and there's a lot of things we're talking about with iOS 14, but I love this translation tool. All right, we'll be back with more of Tech Talk Radio next week. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeer. I'm Broadway. And I'm Justin. Find us on Twitter. Send us a tweet at Tech Talk Radio. Have a great week.